1: So put on your tiara
0: or your evil crown,
1: and join us on our adventure.
0: This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Well, hello, listeners. We are back. Episode <laughs> number two. Uh, we made it through Snow White, and we are moving on to Walt Disney's Pinocchio, nineteen forty.
1: You you take this like such a, a thing you like a like an assignment you have to do I think you just need to aren't you excited to be a part of this you're just like hello everyone and today is Pinocchio I am excited (laughs) but I feel like
0: I've got like a mission and I've got things I want to talk about Tara's very
1: task oriented
0: yes I'm very very type a Um,
1: so the this like like she said today we're doing Pinocchio what I will do is I will watch a making of of each of the movies we're trying to do so I can kind of hopefully interject with some fun and interesting facts on this one. Fairytale facts. Fairytale facts. And (laughs) one thing I found that was very interesting about Pinocchio was this movie feels like, like everyone said they enjoy Snow White. Snow White was a cultural triumph. It was a big deal. This is the movie that it felt like a lot of animators and a lot of people who are industry pros were like, this is Disney's triumph.
0: Oh, interesting. I'll be curious to kind of keep an eye out for that. Um,
1: when did this one come out? 1940?
0: 1940. Uh, yeah, so let's get into the synopsis. When the woodworker Geppetto sees a falling star, he wishes that the puppet he just finished, Pinocchio, could become a real boy. In the night, the blue fairy grants Geppetto's wish and asks Jiminy Cricket to serve as the wooden boy's conscience. But the naive and trusting Pinocchio falls into the clutches of the wicked, honest... John, who leads him astray to the sinful pleasure island.
1: Do you, so who is, I think you looked this up earlier. This is not a grim fairy's tale. This is an Italian story. Yes.
0: Oh, and I'll also mention it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Which Snow White was 98, which we were surprised about that. So it's Ooh, even. Two
1: people who are just such grouches. They're like, I don't like I Snow I don't know, White. but I find
0: it even more interesting that it's 100%. Uh, so, yes, I do have the original, so let me look that up really quick. So, the original Pinocchio is an Italian fictional character and the protagonist of the children's novel, The Adventures of Pinocchio, which is circa 1883, and it was by an Italian writer, Carlo... Collodi? Collodi, Collodi. Uh, We will probably butcher lots of people's last names, so oh. I apologize in advance. Yes. Uh, and he was uh, Florence Tuscany. Uh, Pinocchio was carved by a wood carver named Geppetto in a Tuscan village. He was created as a wooden puppet, but he dreams of becoming a real boy. He is notably characterized for his frequent tendency to lie, which causes his nose to grow. So that's like a very short uh, description of the original, which seems the Disney movie seems to follow Well, the that, basic traits of yes. Pinocchio.
1: The, the, the research I did... Uh... Colodi he did The Adventures of Pinocchio were actually it says it was based off a children's novel. The novel was a collection. He did a lot of it was a serialized bunch of stories that I don't know if it was in a newspaper or a magazine or what, but it was something where he was just sending out little stories. So that's why this movie feels like three different or a couple different stories. You've got him go he's he's this is one of the few ones where there's so many antagonists because first you've got him going up against and we'll see this going up against Stromboli and then he goes to Pleasure Island and then Geppetto's and Monstro there's a lot of stuff going on here because this was a serialized bunch of stories
0: listeners I have a confession to make I don't remember a I- good amount of this movie. So Ryan is listing all these things and I'm nodding, <laughs> but I'm like, I vaguely remember those names and I vaguely remember certain things. So I am very excited to watch this because this is another one I haven't seen since I was a kid. I did go see the JTT
1: uh, Pinocchio. Well, what What is JTT stand for? Uh,
0: Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, excuse me. Uh,
1: Two children of the 90s. Here. Yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> I saw that when it came out in theaters, but I'll be honest, I don't remember a lot about that either. And it was based off of this uh, because it was another right wasn't that also Disney let me look that up I don't think it was Disney. I can't remember but the story's similar right
1: well it's also one of those things where it's like public domain stories like you see a lot of like Snow White ripoffs that are all obviously taking a lot from Disney but it's still the actual name Snow White the seven dwarfs that sort of thing is public domain you can't name the seven dwarfs sleepy sneezy bashful dopey doc you can't do that but you can name them anything you want um one, one character I bet you are still familiar with is you remember Jiminy Cricket, of course. Yes. So, interesting story about Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket is based off a character in the stories that was just the talking cricket. Oh. Who Pinocchio killed very early on. Oh, no. threw a shoe at him or something. No. And then he shows up at the end as a ghost to, like, tell Pinocchio he's what he's done wrong. Kind of as, like, a wrap-up of everything. In the In the books, it seemed, at least from what I saw... That Pinocchio was more of a scamp and more of it wasn't like in this one. It's interesting to me because it's like Pinocchio. You have to be a good boy to be a to be a real boy, and in, he's a pretty good character. But from what I remember, in the in the in the stories, it was like Pinocchio was always doing the wrong thing, and he was kind of like a. Do you remember Goofus and Gallant from the like from um, what are they called? The kids' magazines that were like in the dentist office.
0: I just highlights remember. Hi- yes, highlights. Yes, yes, you yes, remember yes. Goofus and
1: Gallant? was like, Goofus does this. He's dumb. Gallant does this. And is very mm, nice. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've got those two Pinocchios. Whereas the Pinocchio in the story was Goofus the whole time. It was like, Goofus does the wrong thing. Mm. Goofus, like, Geppetto gives him money. And then he goes and has a good time and comes back and then learns a lesson that way. And he's less of like, you're watching him do these bad things. Whereas this one, it feels more like he's a good guy who's trying to do good and trying to be a a real
0: boy Mm. and to go back to jonathan taylor thomas it was not disney that was a silly assumption on my part uh and it was the adventures of pinocchio 1996 and it was new line cinema i think is who they said distributed by do you know
1: do you know guillermo del toro yes the, the director. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to get a Pinocchio off the ground. Ooh, I'd be
0: interested time. in that. Uh, the other thing is Pinocchio. The character is very iconic. I, I think I said iconic quite a lot in the last episode. So I'm going to try not to say it this much. Pinocchio is throughout, at least where we were in Italy, especially in Rome. Remember there was that life size. We took a trip to Italy. Yes. We took a trip to Italy no, while we 2018, were there. 2018. Uh, we did, we hit most of the major cities. We hit Venice, uh, Rome, Florence. And I think it was in Rome where we saw the one that was sitting on a bench that you we posed with. with. Uh, but yeah, he's like the traditional what Pinocchio looks like. I think, you know, red shirt, green pants, like with the hat is...
1: Well, that's an interesting point too because one of the things they did is they started this movie and they went back and they completely redesigned Pinocchio because he looked too much. He lo- They thought he wasn't interesting. He wasn't drawing he wasn't he wasn't relatable.
0: Mm. Because he
1: looks like a, he looked too puppety. And so they went back and they kind of went, Well let's draw him as a boy with some puppet qualities.
0: Oh yeah. Because that makes at, sense. You look
1: at the one and he looks like he's very tall and skinny and looks and like a l- puppet. Lanky. And you look at it now he's got mm-hmm. big cheeks and that sort of thing. And that's another thing I, I think I noticed looking at some of the stuff in this movie is we talk about like there was the two very different animation styles in Snow White. There was the Queen, the hunt the the people and then like the more kind of uh, Characters, yeah, Yeah. characterized characters like the the hag and the and the and the dwarfs. dwarfs. I think almost everybody looks characterized in this one. They all look very Disney esque, except for the blue fairy. The blue fairy was rotoscoped, which is a a a process where you film something, you basically just paint over the 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 film. So they actually filmed a blue fairy doing things and that. Oh, cool. And I think that gives her a more otherworldly quality because she looks and mystical worldly. yeah more mm-hmm. real compared to Geppetto uh, the Jiminy man. Cricket yeah all of them yeah. Jiminy Cricket's another interesting one I got a lot of stuff on this one that's Jiminy, great Jiminy Cricket's interesting because when they drew him they went he's a cricket and so someone like think about what Jiminy Cricket looks like
0: he looks nothing like a real cricket right yeah. he looks
1: like a little green man and that's mm-hmm. what they they kept doing it, and, and Walt kept being like no 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 because they drew him first because there's an old cartoon a Disney cartoon that's like the cricket and the ants have you ever seen that one Mm-mm. where the ants are getting ready for winter and the cricket's like, the world owes me a living. Fetal feetal, feetal, feetal.
0: So that sounds familiar, but the, <laughs> but I don't remember. He looks like
1: a cricket and he's got the weird legs and everything. Mm-hmm. And they kept drawing it less and less and less and less like that. So finally it was like, he's just a green man. And the only reason you know he's a cricket is because his, his name is his Jimmy name. Cricket. They tell you he's a cricket. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's really interesting. I never, I, I didn't know any of that. The other thing that I thought uh, that I wanted to mention here, and I'm sure we will talk about later, is we talked about a lot of the signature or iconic songs of Snow White and Pinocchio has probably the biggest signature song because it goes on to be pretty much the theme song for Disney. Some version of this song, I I believe... You might need to tell me if I'm right on this. But when the castle comes up on the screen and the star goes over the castle, I'm almost positive it's when you wish upon a star. So that's from Pinocchio. And what I found interesting about it, Cliff Edwards is the voice of Jiminy Cricket. And so...
1: Thank you. That's what I was looking up.
0: Yes. So he uh, sings the song and is the voice of Jiminy Cricket. And this song becomes the representative song for the Walt Disney Company. So not only is it a signature song from Pinocchio, but it is the song that everyone knows, even if they've never seen Pinocchio, even Mm -hmm. if, you know, they're born today. It's, I, I don't, here's the thing, I'm saying born today, but I don't know now that they've redone the way the opening sequence looks, is Once Upon a Star still...
1: It's funny because when I think of it, I think of the Pixar intro, which is like... Oh, I don't think of, of the Pixar intro. I well, think of the it's old... It's the same one. It's just, it goes through the castle a different mm. way. And it goes... Duh-do, so duh-do. that's and not the same it's song. it's like, Toy Story intro. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I always um, say I'm going to
1: get Tara to sing on these things, but I think I've done most of the singing You so have, far. good.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye out for that when we get further on... Let me jump
1: in real quick. Who did you jump in, Jiminy Cricket? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, that was terrible. Cliff um, Edwards. Cliff Edwards. So Cliff Edwards. They, it's funny. I'm sorry. We're also joined today by our dog lady, who likes to snuggle up between us. And I think I kind of just sat on her nose a little bit as she was trying to. She doesn't seem to
0: mind. She's all right.
1: <laughs> Cliff Edwards was kind of what they talked about—the first famous person to be used in one of these. Mm. Like the first someone who had a job before this. And he was kind of a big vaudeville guy. He had a, what was his, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up and we'll, we'll put it on the uh, Facebook group or something like that. But he had like a character he was in vaudeville. So him coming in and doing this was kind of the first instance of what will today be such a, a much bigger thing where you look at the cast and it's all these famous people. But back then it was nobody's and he was somebody that actually was someone they could, I don't know about putting the marketing behind, but someone they could point at and say, "Oh, you know this comedian from other things." Mm. Um, Dicky Jones was the voice of Pinocchio, and on the uh, I think that was his name, Dickie Jones. I believe so. Yeah, I have. And to... he was the uh, he was on the, the uh, making of I saw talking about how his great grandchildren got to see this. Movie oh, that's and cool. All this stuff. And he did a That's few other really things. cool.
0: Uh, yeah, Dickie Jones. Do you know how old he was when he did the voice of Pinocchio?
1: I don't think he's still with us today. He seemed. Because you're talking about his great grandchildren.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm curious. That,
1: so. uh, I mean, it must, must have been like the early 2000s or late 90s, but we'll take a you know, it'll be another thing we post on our Facebook page or something once this goes up.
0: And just going back to the song, the other thing I just wanted to say about it, besides the fact that it became a signature song for Disney, it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song in 1940. And it was the first Disney song, but at this point you don't have that many Disney songs out there, but it was the first one to win an Oscar. And then of course that goes on to happen. This was the first Disney movie
1: to win an Oscar. Snow White had won an Oscar and they were, it was like a... Uh, honorary Oscar. Do you know that whole story where he got one tall Oscar and seven little tiny Oscars? No, I love that. I that's find great. i that, put that up. But this is the first one that actually won a a category. And it was, I believe this is one of the few Disney movies that has won both original song and score. And it, oh, I think that's another great. another one did it, but it was a long time later. Um, do you have any more facts you want to go over or we could talk a little bit about us in this movie i think you know yeah
0: i was just looking uh dickie jones is no longer with us he passed in 2014 and he was 87 years old he was born in 1927 so if he recorded it if he did pinocchio in 1940 he
1: was a little kid obviously but i'm not yeah kid. you want math is that this what you're asking
0: 13 he was 13 or 14 sure say it again Twenty-seven, And it was 1940. 40, so he's 13. Yeah, 13. Okay. Listeners, figured... I'm impressed with my math. Usually I'm counting on my fingers. <laughs> so that was pretty good for me. <laughs> um, here's the thing about podcasting.
1: You could have counted on your fingers and no one would have ever That's known. true. If I didn't <laughs> say... So you say you can't remember a whole lot of his movies Not a lot,
0: I mean I know the You know, his nose growing because he lies And remembering Geppetto and Jiminy Cricket I don't remember too much about the Blue Fairy And I also I remember the whale I remember when they're in the whale Oh yeah? So that I remember But then, other than that Speaking of the whale
1: They had a big thing in the thing about the the sounds of the whale And the big puffs he does So when you're watching, listen for that but it sounds just like this one down here, huffing and puffing because we're bothering our sleep time. Uh,
0: But other than that, yeah, this is another one for me that I watched when I was little. I I know I watched it, but I haven't revisited it since I was an adult. I
1: have to double check the uh, on this, but I do believe this might have been the first Disney home release. It's either this or Dumbo.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And it's interesting to me that, like, you know, Disney is known where this, obviously this, you know, there. this this podcast is called Princess Diaries. But it's going to be a long time before we hit another princess movie. It's going to be Cinderella, isn't it?
0: Uh Yeah. Cause so, after Pinocchio, we're going to talk about Fantasia, which is the same year. Then Dumbo. Then Bambi. We don't have to go through all of them. Yeah, though. so... uh, It's, yeah, it's ten it's years. Cinderella, so, that is interesting. What becomes... <coughs> Known in the Disney World with princesses and whatnot. In it this stretch, it started off with Snow White and then no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Till for Cinderella
1: time, for some original stuff for a while.
0: Yeah. Well, and World War Two was in there too, so I wonder if that maybe was part of it.
1: I've got one story since you were talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, um, the version. I have seen another version of this. One time I asked my mother what her least favorite movie of all time was. I don't remember why. And her, without even thinking, she said to me, Pinocchio and the, Imp- the Emperor of Nightmares. She knew the full name of this stupid cartoon that I made her... Like, again, going back to a lot of... This is public domain, so anyone could grab it. Yeah. And it was like... It was a sequel movie, but there was... It was a sequel to just the general idea of Pinocchio. Like, it never directly referenced...
0: Pinocchio. The
1: Disney stories, mm. but it was... They could. They just went, remember when you saw Pinocchio? Here's a sequel to that. But it wasn't a Disney
0: movie. And was it scary?
1: There were some parts that were very unsettling in kind of that Watership Down or Secret of Nim way that, like, you're kind of surprised you it Because I think it was 80s or 90s. But I remember... I just remember... I have very vivid memories of going to see it with my mother. And I was so happy to see it because we used to do this thing... When I was a kid in the on the weekends, it was like uh, movie summer camp. And it was like, you know, now they have like cry baby theater and stuff like that where you can take a kid if you have a little kid cry. Mm-hmm. This was like, you know, elementary school age kids. You could go see cheaper movies on the weekends and the mornings. And it was stuff like this. And I think that was possibly the last one <laughs> I was taken to because I... Years later when I couldn't remember the name of the movie, my mom knew the exact name of the movie and she's not she doesn't have a mind for stuff like that like I
0: <laughs> but
1: okay well, I think we're good. Are you ready to watch this movie Yeah,
0: we'll see you on the other side. All right guys. All right, we are back. Uh, I did not (laughs) enjoy this one as much as Snow White. I remember coming back from Snow White and being like, oh my gosh, I like that so much more than I remember. I didn't remember much of this one, but the parts I didn't remember are the parts I did not care for. So that's kind of an interesting...
1: So there was a lot of stuff I really, really liked about this one. Um, About... Before, I think, we got to Pleasure Island, I was like, man, I really, really like this one. And then...
0: Pleasure Island takes a some turn.
1: turns that I was...
0: Yeah. But I guess we'll start... We'll kind of go through it like we did with yeah. Snow White. We'll go from the top. Uh, the credits are in the beginning again, which, uh, as we mentioned, goes through a good handful of the movies in the beginning. Well, the
1: first thing that we saw before anything else since we're watching this on Disney Plus was, contains tobacco depictions. Do you think that was an accurate description? Oh, yeah. That
0: should have been like underlined, highlighted, bold, exclamation mark, lots of smoking, lots of tobacco, and beer as well. Uh, But yeah, so the credits are in the beginning and it starts with the storybook. But what was really cool about the storybook this time is Jiminy Cricket is our narrator. So he's singing from the beginning and he is sitting on top of the Pinocchio storybook. And in the background, there are other books. And it was Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, which I thought was really cool because those movies don't happen for quite some time.
1: A a long time. Yeah. Some of that is because of their know the issue in the 40s with the war and they kind of had to do shorter things and divide them up and not make them
0: one huge cohesive but it thing. was still cool because it makes me wonder you know did they have these ideas to do these other classic tales as they were doing Pinocchio mm-hmm. since those books were in the background it was well, kind of an interesting catch. I
1: think Walt Disney was a big fan of all of those growing up and he he had a big I almost said sweet tooth for fairy tales you know, you know what I mean like yeah he was attracted to fairy tales.
0: Yeah, and so I wrote that Jiminy Cricket is our sweet and cute narrator. He is cute and funny from, like, the moment one. He, he the he goes to open the storybook, and the page, like, almost falls on him, and he goes, oh, let me get that, and, like, moves the candlestick holder to well, prop it up.
1: that was something I loved throughout the whole movie was... This sense of scale with Jiminy and how he interacted with things I loved Jiminy.
0: Jiminy yes. was fantastic. I have no qualms with Jiminy uh, for the most part uh, I really liked his character. He brought so much humor. Uh, much more humor than... I, the dwarves had, hu- dwarfs had humor but I think Jiminy also being one character I think brought almost as much or more humor to this movie which has some dark parts very dark. Yeah.
1: Um. So we meet. Jiminy sneaks into Geppetto's toy shop. And
0: he's kind of like a hobo cricket, <laughs> is what I wrote. He's got, like, you I know, like- patchwork clothes and, uh, you know, like, he's got holes in his socks kind of a thing. And he's just looking for somewhere to warm up. And it started getting me thinking about crickets in real life when they come into your house. I'm like, oh, uh, crickets that's are. That's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. They just want to get warm. Uh, So so that's basically what he's doing is he's just trying to find somewhere nice and warm uh, to relax and go to bed. So we meet
1: Geppetto and his two pets, Figaro and Cleo. Figaro the cat who is very spoiled and seems to not like when anyone else gets attention with him. A little bit of bratty, very yeah. cat-like, in my opinion. Although...
0: Or, like, firstborn, like, yes. first child, a well, little bit. I think
1: I, I, in, in the documentary they talked about that, that it was, they modeled him or her, him, I guess, Figaro. They model him after a firstborn.
0: Because uh, it makes sense, because even with Cleo, like, he yeah. doesn't want to kiss Cleo, and yeah. Cleo being the fish, so kissing the fish in the fishbowl, which was funny, and that kind of thing. And then, of course, when Pinocchio comes around as well.
1: Now, one of the things that was really interesting to me in this was the amount of detail of you know that, that, that not only was just good to look at but gave you an idea of, of Geppetto as an inv- inventor and a and a craftsman Yeah all Everything. the clocks
0: all the, the clocks and the details in each clock like there was one that was like a guy who was drinking like with the nose and then there was uh, there was one where a mom is like they, patting a baby's bottom so I'll say in order to
1: get reference they made all those of-
0: Oh, wow. That's so, really cool. Now,
1: they said that in the documentary. I didn't see all of them, but they definitely, and, and not all of them were working, but the baby spanking was definitely one that had, like, moving parts, so they yeah. could get some
0: reference. They had a lot of, re- they had one that was a sunflower, and I forget what came out of that one, and that one was really cool, and they had a couple where birds popped out, and it got me thinking, again, we were talking about this in Snow White, but it would be so cool, and maybe this exists. Somewhere in one of the parks. I don't know that it does, but it would be cool to have, like, a tinkering clock shop or somewhere where you could buy, like, not necessarily cuckoo clocks, but you could buy, like, musical, music boxes and things. Well, that was, like, Geppetto's like, toy shop.
1: I feel like Fantasyland could easily turn into having these little stops in the
0: yeah, but one of the things they do. I like, would totally buy something from Geppetto's toy shop. You don't shop. Even have
1: to buy anything. It could be like you know at Harry Potter where they have the the, the wands. It could be something with the uh, the R, rfid chips they have in the. Um, oh, that's true. The, yeah. What do they call the magic bands? Mm-hmm. And you could go in. and It's just a thing. And you rub it by the thing, and all of a sudden the cuckoo clock comes come to out life. Yeah. Thing. So Geppetto wishes upon a star. He's he's got a he's got a he seems he has a good job. He's got a cat. He's got a. Oh,
0: well, the puppet dancing sequence comes right. first. Absolutely yeah. Sorry. And i sorry. I just wanted to mention that because it was just very cool. So before he wishes on the star, he's basically we're seeing him finishing Pinocchio. He's like painting his eyebrows on and things like that. And uh, he starts making him dance. And then that's kind of he gets. Is it maestro? No, professor. it's not professor, uh, who is a uh, band leader music box uh, guy that he winds up. And that starts the music, and everything starts playing, and he dances uh, with Pinocchio as a puppet. And that whole sequence was really cool. And you talked about something with the animation with that, I think.
1: Well, they just... So, first of all, I want to show you, this is the actor who plays Geppetto. And so when they... uh, uh, I forgot his name, but when they designed the character, they did it a lot based on... On him. (laughs) What he looked like. We'll have to post that. Um... So, it was just it, just watching them play with the and, and the, the 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 the
0: the kind of clunky movement. The
1: puppet had weight and and like moved and a and it, you know as if it was being controlled by something else like a puppet. But apparently, you know, a lot of stuff in this movie we talked about it. I think a little bit before the blue fairy was rotoscoped. Uh, something we didn't talk about before that comes a little later. Stromboli's. I feel like I'm. Not getting as much like yours are like blah, mine's or something. You know. Okay. Um, Stromboli's uh wagon is they made a little wagon and they rolled it up a hill with bumps and then they just painted over it. This was completely freehand. Now they probably watched some stuff to get some reference, but it, it, considering how good that puppetry animation looked, it's it's crazy to me.
0: Yeah. And I thought it all looked very fluid, like very mm-hmm. fluid motions, and it was really impressive. When he wishes on the star, it got me thinking about starlight, star Bright," and I was like, did Disney make that up, or is that something prior to Disney? And it is something prior to Disney. Yeah. I just looked it up. So it is, it's an English language nursery rhyme, and the, uh, the lyrics that usually are associated with... Uh, the nursery rhyme, which was published in the late 19th century, are Starlight, Starbright, the first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. And then they write here the Disney Parks variant. So this is what you might hear, I guess, in the Disney Parks, mm. which is Starlight, Starbright, the first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. So that's all the same. Then, We'll make a wish and as and do as dreamers do, and all our wishes, all our wishes will come true.
1: When do so, you think they do? I that? don't
0: know. It just says a Disney Parks variant. So I just found that kind of interesting that it's listed. This is on Wikipedia. Uh, but I was just curious. I figured it predated Disney's Pinocchio, but I was curious of the origin of it. But that essentially is what he wishes on a star. And then he goes to bed, and then we see the Blue Fairy for the first time.
1: Now, I asked you when we were watching this to remember the sound and the kind of ethereal music. They went out and they bought, I don't know exactly what type of instruments they were, but they're these very tiny, like, almost toy pianos. And they used it to play it. And it's interesting because now you think, well, yeah, of course, that's what magic sounds like. No one had ever established that. The sound of magic.
0: Or the sound of a fairy coming or into... yeah, just magic, yeah.
1: like, ding, ding, ding. You know, it's always like, the fairy's here. Chimes, ding, ding, ding. So that was completely new, and they came up with it. And just wrote the book on that from out. And then, and then like I said earlier, she's rotoscoped, so she looks completely different. Did you catch that? Did you think she... Yeah,
0: like- I, I thought, yeah, she looked really... Is ethereal maybe the right word? I don't I know if that's, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, she had a really interesting look to her. And she reminded me a little bit of Cinderella. Her her face. Yes. And her hair and everything was similar to Cinderella. Uh, and so she basically tells pinocchio she brings him to life brings him to life and says if you want to be a real boy someday you have to be brave truthful and unselfish so that's kind of one of the big themes in the movie is is pinocchio these three things and
1: she makes jiminy his his official conscience. yes big conscience
0: because jiminy kind of explains to him what a conscience is yes
1: but i like that he comes down and he's kind of fussy he's like the problem with this world is that most people don't listen to their conscience. Like, he comes down and does yeah, it a little Yeah, he's bit. a little cranky. I know we talked, we didn't really do this, we said we were going to, but we talked about, like, if we would remake this, this movie, some things we'd make, like, who would we cast, what would we change? I'll tell you, uh, I thought about it, and I would cast Geppetto, I would cast your father as Geppetto, <laughs> and your uncle <laughs> as Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> and I, I know that's a very specific reference. But yes. there are, I'm assuming, people out there who are going to get it. Who are going to
0: get that reference. Uh, so she leaves, and then Jiminy Cricket basically tells Pinocchio you know if you ever need me just give a little whistle and I completely forgot that this song was Pinocchio there are several songs in here that I was like oh that's right this comes from Pinocchio so again those signature or iconic songs and for me in this one I didn't immediately besides when you wish upon a star I couldn't think immediately what are the other songs of Pinocchio which might not be the case for some of you out there but give a little whistle uh I enjoy quite a bit and just forgot that it was in there. And I think that's one of the first times we hear Jiminy Cricket laugh and he sounds like Mickey Mouse. He does that laugh like maybe two or, yeah, yeah. maybe two or three times in the film. Uh, And so it was very reminiscent of Mickey when he laughs, which is kind of sweet.
1: When I heard this song, my immediate reaction was, and I'll tell you why. Because I think my mom used to sing it all the time. She always would like, as kind of a like, always like, you're conscious, like my mom was very, Reminder. Mary like,
0: Poppins-esque. No.
1: My, but she thinks she is. But it's always very, like, mm-hmm. she's very wag a finger at people. So I think she sang this song a lot. So that was my, uh, that, forgetting that the song appeared there, I heard that like, the, the Give a Little Whistle. I was like, oh, God, here's this
0: song again. <laughs> I actually like that song. <laughs> but, so, uh... There's a clamor. Pinocchio is clumsy, being a wooden boy and never walked before, and so he falls over, and we notice this, which was really cool the way they did this, but he's in the dark. He's in, like, a shadow, and it goes from dark to light when Geppetto walks over to see what's going on. They
1: do a couple of things like that later when Geppetto's dancing celebration. Yes,
0: I Geppetto. have that, too. You can
1: see... His nightgown,
0: yeah. The fire's going, and Geppetto's dancing past the fire. And you see the shadow of his body through the nightgown, which was a really cool effect and just really interesting that they thought of that and want it. It makes it feel more real. There are a lot of realistic touches, I think, throughout Disney animation, but I really liked those touches.
1: Now, one thing I don't want to skip over. Geppetto
0: has a gun. <laughs> yes, yeah, he has a gun. Well, and Geppetto smokes before bed. He He's in bed. bed. He smokes, he smokes in bed. Although in his bed. bed looks super comfy. I want a oh, pillow that big.
1: The other thing, you, I, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the things in there, he he carves pipes. like. Yes, pipes and his, his candle
0: holder, we did notice when he put his candle out, that seemed very reminiscent of some of the original sketches of Pinocchio, I, that yeah. face. Um, so I go into when we see John. So do you have anything before that?
1: I just uh, Smart John Honest John Honest John Excuse me One of the two things That I want to bring up One I I really enjoyed The little wooden head theme That kind of goes Throughout the whole thing He's like Little wooden head Yeah And that's his
0: Little like Pet name or nickname For Pinocchio But it's also All
1: the All the clocks Sing it All the Mm -hmm. the music boxes And stuff And and that's also When working on This This Episode I think it's uh, One of the I think it's one of the um, uh, songs that played in the background of the making of... So it's been in my head. Oh, week. yeah. Uh, so the other thing that I think we need to talk about is... Uh, do you remember Jiminy Cricket being such a ladies' man and trying to every... Now, he doesn't see another cricket, but any woman he's very
0: he's very sweet and polite to the blue fairy and he bat he gets bashful at one point i think with her his face gets red i think
1: he does he cut he cuts in on that music box as the two people dance. yes like, yes so he, this one out darling like, uh-huh he's just very like hey
0: but he's let's a talk ham. about that for
1: a sec because how did you feel about the representation of women in this movie they're blue fairy
0: that's it. about it, no. yeah. Well, that and the women, it. the woman, women puppets. When he Those said aren't real. they're that's, not real, but like they are. S-
1: that's terrible female agency. If the majority of women yeah. are wooden puppets. Yeah,
0: no, the blue fairy who was wonderful. I loved her character, but yes, she's pretty much <laughs> she's it. She's
1: fine. She just showed up and was like, "Let me straighten all these men out before I disappear." I mean, again. <laughs>
0: Uh, And then the other thing I wanted to mention here is when I heard this, the next song that kind of comes into play. So essentially, the next morning, Geppetto's like, okay, off to school you go.
1: Which I wrote, seems irresponsible. He set himself on fire not 12 hours. Yeah, he set (laughs) his finger
0: on fire. And also, like, no one's wondering why Geppetto all of a sudden, granted, spoiler, Pinocchio never gets to school. But had he gotten to school, like... Who is this boy well, who just showed up in is, the town? This
1: is also, on something you were just about to introduce, this is also a world where a talking fox and anthropomorphic cat just stop him on the way to school. True.
0: I just more so i am like, where did he come from? But yeah, I guess that's that. Uh, but it made me think of the next song is an actor's life for me, which I completely forgot. And it's one of my favorite songs from this movie. And it reminded me that when I was in dance as a child, I did a dance number to... Uh, oh I did a dance number I think too I got no strings but Actors Life for me like brought the memory up and I was in this Pinocchio costume that had these big white gloves and it had like a glitter elastic that went from your gloved hand to your foot so you were attached like this. And I've asked my mom to send me pictures. So if she can find pictures, I will post one uh, on our social media so you I can see that. I was
1: to say, we have to see that. Yeah. So he runs into Honest John, who's a fox. And, and not Gideon, Honest, very sly. Gideon, who's a cat, which I had to look that up.
0: Oh, it is Gideon, because he calls him is, Kitty, I think. it is Giddy, I think. Oh, it Giddy. Sounds like I, it sounds
1: Kitty. like Kitty. But... The, the the bigger point there is again this like anthropomorphic fox that just walks around a, a city of humans is like a, a wooden boy and it's like so that's one problem I have the other problem is why is Gideon the cat just walking around in clothes and living, but like... But Figaro's Figaro is a pet. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Pluto Goofy problem. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> well, and I don't know that he was so surprised that... Was he so surprised he was a wooden boy or more like... He saw dollar sign. Yeah, I think that was more of a big deal. But either way, he basically... Uh, uses his silver tongue uh and persuades pinocchio you don't need to go to school what you want to do is become an actor and they start singing the actor's life for me and uh stromboli's
1: he sells him to stromboli who is a puppeteer he's a a, well that's my question i don't think he's a puppet i don't know we need to cover this i'm not sure this is a very respectful uh depiction of romani
0: yeah, he I don't think he speaks so anytime he gets angry, he says a bunch of gibberish, which I don't believe. One hundred
1: percent that actor was not Italian, I'm I'm pretty sure. It's also the same actor that did the coachman later. They're the same. Oh, concept. okay. But who's working the puppets? Because Stromboli, during the whole. Is out front. Those you know, strings is conducting the orchestra. Honest John essentially sells Pinocchio into slavery to Stromboli.
0: Which kind of runs like a circus, but it's all puppets. That was kind well, of yeah, my. It's like, like a traveling like, show. Yeah, it's a traveling show. Stromboli's like the ringleader. It's very much set up like a circus, but it's with puppets. And then. Was, was, and so the and then Pinocchio sings I got no strings and at first they're laughing because he falls and his nose gets stuck like in a hole in the yeah. wood and then it becomes this thing and Pinocchio seems to enjoy himself and is just tra la having fun. I guess we should also mention we didn't mention that Jiminy Cricket is not with him when he meets uh honest Honest John? Yeah, Honest John. When he Cause meets he Honest John because he slept in first day on the job and so he's super overwhelmed and, and and upset and worried. When he finds Pinocchio, he tells Pinocchio everything he needs to say and then Pinocchio's like, okay, I'll do that and then bye, Jiminy Cricket yeah. and just goes off with Honest John and so then he gets in with Stromboli.
1: Well, let's, let's dissect that a little bit because I think the thing that works with this movie is that Pinocchio isn't mischievous. Like... It's, he's, like, again, like, very naive. He's very naive. Yeah. He's very new to the world. But he's very likable. He's very like, okay, and he's nice. Even when he's with Stromboli at the end of that, he goes, all right, I'm going to go home now, goodbye. And he's like, yeah. no, you're not. Very oblivious, yeah. very
0: just honest, mm-hmm. yeah, to a fault. Um, and so he performs.
1: Oh, at the end of his performance when he goes, I got no strings on me, like, and it's kind of going out I love when he puts his hands over his mouth for a second. Like, oops, I shouldn't have said that. And then everyone's laughing. He's like, ha Like, he's just, he's an adorable character. I yes, I do. Pinocchio I do
0: really like the character Pinocchio and Geppetto for the most part. Or Geppetto. Well, I do love Geppetto, but I meant oh, Jiminy yeah. Cricket. Those three. Uh, which are kind of the three main ones, I guess you could say. So, then we see the like, after the show and Stromboli's counting all his money and he's like, his belly... The way they animated his belly, like, laughing and when he dances and yes, stuff like that, that was, was neat. Cool. I like the way they did that. Uh, but you kind of see his true colors, and he is not a nice person.
1: So Stromboli's eating a bunch of, like, meats and all On a knife.
0: Yeah. On a sword.
1: And he just takes a bite of an onion, like an apple, and he gets real close to Pinocchio. And when they cut back to Pinocchio, I like this detail. He's, like, crying. And that's things. the first
0: time we see Pinocchio cry. He cries... Shortly, yeah, yeah. later on. But yeah, after the onion was a kind of a good bit. But basically, Pinocchio realizes that it isn't an actor's life mm-hmm. as it's portrayed to him by Honest John is not really what he's gotten into. Well, it's also he's, gotten the, the into. he's sold into slavery. Yes. And
1: this is the part, this is the beginning of us going, there's a lot of horrifying imagery in this. Because he takes Pinocchio and picks him up and throws him in a cage well and
0: when he did that and I've been watching a lot of real crime documentaries it's my other interest no but what it made me think of is what if you had a child who had abuse in their past like, would that trigger something, like, being locked in a cage? Like, that was my first thought, and I might be, like, going too deep into it, but I was like, I don't know that I'd feel comfortable... I just think, I mean... Showing this to any child that I didn't know. Do you know what I mean?
1: Not even that, I just think it's it's even just a, a child who hasn't gone through abuse. That's yeah. a, That's a violent... The way he picks him up and it's animated is very good and well animated but I, I, I had like I wonder if these were scenes that scared me when I was a kid because I was like oh no like,
0: yeah and really- I don't remember any of these which is why I'm wondering if they also were scenes that maybe scared me and that's why I don't remember them Yeah, but he very much yeah he throws them in a, essentially like a bird cage and puts this giant lock on it and is like you're not going home you're gonna, staying with me you're gonna be an actor
1: and when you're done I'm gonna cut you in a fire. Yes, wood,
0: and then he throws that like, axe into a pile of wood that has an old, old puppet. Old puppets, Old yeah. puppets that no longer are useful. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty terrifying. And then he leaves, and you hear the horse and wagon kick up, and I think that's when Pinocchio realizes he's not staying in town. He's actually leaving.
1: So, Jiminy comes to save him. He can't get the lockout. They kind of... Well, and Jiminy
0: Jiminy has an interesting thing where he abandons Pinocchio and comes back and he abandoned Pinocchio because he sees his performance and he sees Pinocchio as happy and they're throwing all this money on the stage mm-hmm. and Jiminy's a bit naive in that sense too. He's like, oh, he's happy. He must be doing really well. Good for him. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go. And then as he sees the wagon leave, he's like, well, maybe I should wish him well and, and say goodbye to him. I want to make sure I can say goodbye and, and yeah. wish him luck. And then that's when he realizes that that's not the case,
1: so they're bailed out by the the blue fairy again, yes. And, and this fairy is like, says, this is the last time, <laughs> yeah. But oh, so, but well, she
0: does the example of his nose.
1: Here's the thing that I didn't realize that's the only time in the movie, yes. I was thinking that grows. too. That's
0: the only time his nose grows, and that's like the Such most memorable a, thing. Yeah, I use this song. I work with older adults. Um, I'm a music therapist, so I sing and play guitar for older adults is the very shortened version of that description Uh, but I've sang the song When You Wish Upon a Star and I'll ask what movie it's from and if they can't recall the name of the movie the hint I give is the character when he tells a lie his nose grows and everybody then immediately says Pinocchio it's almost
1: I feel like if I had to like that's other than he's a puppet that's like like his big character trait and it
0: is interesting that that's the only time it's showcased and he tells a lie about how he ended up locked in the cage essentially and then
1: he wills to life two birds
0: (laughs) two birds (laughs) on a nest at the end of his nose uh but she basically is like this is what happens when you tell a lie your nose is going to get longer and longer and the lie grows it's a it's a
1: It becomes as as plain as the nose on your
0: face. Yeah, and it's this imagery about lying, which I think that is a great lesson for children in that sense. Uh, But she's basically like, this is the last time. Like, I'm not going to come and help you guys out again. You know, this Mm -hmm. this is the deal. And so she unlocks the lock, his nose goes back to normal, and they're able to get out. And at try which, to get back home. At
1: which point we cut to Honest John Gideon and uh, a new bad guy. There's a lot of There's bad a lot guys. of bad guys, yeah. Uh, the coachman at Red Lobster. Red
0: Lobster <laughs> Inn, yeah, which was kind of funny. And he's... He's basically, they're telling him, like, look how much they
1: give this little thing. Like, we got money for selling Pinocchio. They're bragging about what they did, yeah. And the coachman's like, how would you like to make some real money? Bring me boys to take the Pleasure Island. Which...
0: Ooh, that and, whole, like,
1: bring me boys. Well, and Honest
0: John even says, well, what about, does he say the law or the cops? Or He mentions police in some fashion. And was, the other bad guy, which I don't know his name. He's just the coachman. The coachman. Um,
1: Seems to imply that the law doesn't care. Or looks the
0: other way or they sneak around and it doesn't matter. It's, and that's
1: something I noticed with this movie is it felt like like the world was the bad guy. Like everything around Pinocchio is just Is a temptation. Is a temptation. Yeah. An issue. And he does that thing where he's like he I forgot what he says, but he does that face. Yeah, like his face gets face bright red.
0: Yeah, to Honest John and his face gets bright red and like very scary. And so he kind of scares Honest John and Gideon he and they kind of
1: scared you and me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they run out of the the inn and and Pinocchio and Jiminy are racing to, to see who's going to get home first. And so that's how they kind of are split up again. Jiminy, yeah. of course, hopping along. Uh, oh, that was the other bit I liked. That's in the very beginning. But they hop with the camera with Jiminy.
1: POV Yeah, the point, the of,
0: point view. of view in the very beginning. Um, I liked that a lot. But so, anyway, he's hopped ahead. And now Honest John and Gideon have found Pinocchio again in the street.
1: They talk to him. They convince him to go to uh, tre- uh, Pleasure Island, which is interesting because the way they do it is they, like, diagnose him. And Yes, yeah. I think Walt Disney had a very low opinion of actors and psychiatry, and that's what I really learned from his, what Honest John did. It all just felt, like, mumbo jumbo.
0: <laughs> I will say, out of all the bad guys, I know we'll, we want to go in and rate, rate we'll, it. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. save that. But anyway, so...
1: They're on the coach to they Pleasure They find
0: Island. Pinocchio, they sell him, they get all this gold.
1: Well, they don't really show that. They but they
0: kill. showed that in the beginning, or in the end scene, yeah.
1: So they get to, they get they on the coach to Pleasure Island where we meet another character, Lambert, which is the kind of, like, another bad boy is, going Was that his name? I think that's what they said, Lambert. Because he, he
0: calls him by a nickname, I can't remember what that Lambie is. Lambie or something. Lambie, yeah, maybe that's it. Now, and so they're on the front name, of the, the yes. coach.
1: Well, they get to Pleasure Island. Um, Lambert is kind of like, yeah, you can do whatever you want on Pleasure Island. You can start fights and drink and smoke. Well, and, that's, and smoking being a big thing. When they're at the Red Lobster, there's just smoking they're cigars. There's smoking
0: there. cigars and Geppetto is smoking pipes all the time. But then also, that's the theme of Pleasure Island is there's one ride that it's a brawl. It's like you go inside and everybody just fights. Fight. Uh And there was... A model row. home oh. open for destruction where you could go and throw bricks and, like, basically trash the house. And then Tobacco Row, which was get your cigarettes, get your cigars. And I don't it, think was, it was. Was it just cigarettes? I think it was just. Was cigars. it
1: just cigars? I was trying to look for that.
0: Um, and it was a bunch of Native Americans. Well, red f- I th- I th-
1: have you ever seen those Native American statues that held the cigars out in front
0: of... Yeah, it was, it was, the, it was that, like a were, totem. They were automated, kind of, so they were yeah. throwing them out to everybody. So they were throwing them out to everybody. So everybody's now tobaccoed up. So I want to talk about Lambert
1: for a little bit, because I remember when I was younger, I always thought he was a bad guy. And I think that, again, goes back to my mom being like, don't, he's a bad influence, he's the bad guy. I felt bad for him this time around.
0: I felt bad for him when he starts to change. So essentially we find out that what's happening to all the boys is they change to donkeys. We don't really know how it happens. We don't know if it's just the belief of the worse they get, the worse they act. They turn into a horse's... A jackass. A jackass, excuse me. So yeah, they're they're not very clear on how the change happens, but just that it does happen. And so you see this pretty horrifying scene with the coachmen and these guys that looked like they were in black hooded figures but then they go up close and they almost look very they're like like demon-y
1: they're very simply drawn gorillas yeah but dark with big bright
0: yellow yellow eyes. eyes That are helping him, and essentially he's selling all the donkeys to different mines and different places for them to work, but they're the kids he's selling, but they're just not kids anymore, they're donkeys. In the
1: original story, he was, they were taking them and then using their skins and selling their skins. Oh.
0: So yeah, so that was a pretty well, horrifying scene. He gets, he's,
1: gets a donkey and he throws it on the thing. And then the next one goes up, he goes, what's your name? It's like, my name's Alexander. And,
0: and I want like, my mom. Yeah,
1: this is when it started getting really
0: dark. Really intense. And so then we go back to Lambie and Pinocchio and they're shooting pool and they're drinking beer. And there's he has Pinocchio inhale a cigar. And that whole animated scene was kind oh, of... It- Cool. Well, the way they did they... a
1: lot of that type of stuff. Do you ever see that Donald Duck where he thinks he's catching Huey, Dewey, and Louie buying a box of cigars and he makes them smoke the whole box? No. And then it turns out it was a Father's Day gift? Oh. Uh,
0: yeah, so in this one he makes them smoke and he turns green and then his eyes kind of roll in his head. And the way they did that animation I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that's when I start to feel bad for Lambie because Jiminy Cricket, we are seeing from his point of view. He sees the coachman and the donkeys. So he sees all of that and he's like, oh no, I have to stop Pinocchio before it's too late. Because again, he finally catches up with Pinocchio. He sees him having a good time with Lambie. He's trying to be his conscience. Pinocchio isn't listening. And Jiminy Cricket kind of washes his hands of Pinocchio again. And he's like, well, that's it. I'm done with you. I've done all I could do here. He sees the scene with the coachman. Now he's back to try to stop it. And in that time, we watch Lambie turn into a donkey, which is really sad. Like, at first, it's, it's kind of...
1: Hor- well, because they do a cool bit where it's from... It's You see his hands. Like, he starts getting the long ears. He knows he's turning. He's like, His
0: hands happening? are one of the and, last things to turn. And he
1: starts pawing at Pinocchio, but then his hands turn into to hoofs. hoofs. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts running around kicking the room, which, like, he's... That's him now. He's a donkey. Yeah. There's no, like, and then they save the donkeys. Like, Lambert is done.
0: Well, man. and Pinocchio starts to call out, and he does, like, a Brays, donkey like bray, a donkey. and then the ears pop up, and his tail pops, and yeah. that's when Jiminy Cricket's like, we have to get you out of here, and they escape.
1: Now, now's the part, and we've had two Disney movies, I think, where they kind of skip ahead real quick which is, in Snow White just started kind of shuffling towards the end. Yeah. This one, they go back to look for Geppetto, and the blue fairy, I guess, as a bird, leaves a note that says, and Jiminy Cricket's like, it says here, your dad went looking for you. And he took Figaro and Cleo, too. And they went, and, whoa, Monstro. He got swallowed by a whale. Oh, I know this Monstro. He's a big I'm like, wait, 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 wait. A lot just happened.
0: Yeah, so it was a lot of just like, let's get us to the whale. So
1: they... Go back to the ocean. So that's the thing. I feel like you—they already jumped in the water. You could have cut that all out. It's just—you'd have to explain why they're looking for their Geppetto. But it could just be they meet up with them. Yeah. And they get swallowed and they're like, "Oh God, you're so here." So they go
0: back to the cliff and. But it.
1: I'm sorry, but it does show that. Pinocchio's like, I have to go save my It does give him agency. It's going
0: back to the, what were the three? Brave, Brave, truthful, and unselfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that that could be part of it. So he ties a rock to his tail to make sure he sinks to the bottom of the ocean, which is a fun bit. And
1: him being under the ocean is a very cool visual The whole
0: animation of them under the water was really neat, and for me it was reminiscent of Alice in Wonderland when she's looking at, and when she's in the flowers. Yes, And it's because he's in all the fish, and so I was like, well I guess this came First, but for me, it was reminiscent of Alice yeah. in Wonderland. And the other thing that I was curious if they mentioned in the documentary was their voices. How do they do that garble with their voices that sounds like they're underwater? Did they mention that at all?
1: It's got to be post-processing. Uh, or but that
0: Maybe, it maybe they like Jiminy
1: Cricket was gargling. Yeah,
0: but Pinocchio did it a little bit more than Jiminy Cricket did, but for the most part they both did it. Uh, but that whole the underwater and interacting with the sea creatures and sea life I really enjoyed a lot. I liked that whole piece of it. So, they're all ask, they're asking the sea creatures, have you seen Maestro? Have you seen him? Have you seen him? And then I think is when it cuts to we find out how Geppetto is getting on. Like, what, what truly is going on with Geppetto inside Maestro?
1: He is stuck with... They, they haven't had the... Monstro, I guess... Monstro something. or Maestro? Monstro. Oh, I keep
0: calling him Maestro.
1: Monstro keeps his mouth closed and then every once in a while we we'll eat a bunch. And,
0: and he's legend to eat big ships and, you know, he's this yeah. giant, giant whale. So there's a shipwreck, essentially, in inside of stomach.
1: him. And Geppetto is just like, well, we have to wait till they he's open He's made it. a
0: home. Like, he's got a blanket and his bed is all set up and, like, we're led to believe that this is a long, like, I long-ish was, time that he's in there.
1: was just how, like, Good. he was like like he'd settle he's like well this is my life now. he made his peace it. with it he was
0: very much like okay this is what we're gonna do and so they're trying to fish in again
1: monster. Monstro Monstro like okay Monst- I think, okay. It's, I I think keep, it's Italian for Monstro yeah
0: I keep wanting to say Maestro they're fishing in Monstro's stomach and very worried that you know if they don't get fish then they're done for like that's the end if they can't get food him and Figaro and then all of a sudden, all of these fish start swimming in the other direction, and he go, the whale goes to eat. And <laughs> Pinocchio, what, what's the whale's name? Tara? Monstro. There you go. Uh, and what I found interesting is Pinocchio. This whole time, they're swimming around, they're looking for him, and then they find out that he's there, and they're so scared they get wrapped up with all these fish and the panic of the fish, and they're swimming mm-hmm. away from him, even though that's who they were looking well, for the well, whole time. Monstro is. Horrifying. He is very scary. I don't blame them for swimming like, away. I don't
1: think he was as horrifying as like some of the, the coachman scenes, which seemed no. awful. But he just was a very imposing yes. monster.
0: Yeah. And the, the animation of the water, we talked about that not only when he's going to eat, but as we move into the next part of the movie was really great. Mm-hmm. I loved all the animation of the whale and of the water. But Pinocchio winds up coming in with all the fish and the whole bit with Geppetto like fishing like it's the most fish he's ever seen and like him and Figaro are like got a box full a crate full of fish uh and then they fish up Pinocchio and so they're reunited, and they're really happy about that. And Pinocchio's trying to come up with all these different ways on how they can escape. And Geppetto's basically like, no, no, I've tried all of these things. This is our life now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, he's very...
1: Like, just get used to it. Welcome. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. We got a lot of fish. This
0: is what's happening.
1: Pinocchio figures out well let's if he if he never opens his mouth let's make him sneeze so he makes a big fire. Makes a
0: huge fire uh, and the way that animation was done and the smoke and all of that and it comes out of his blowhole. The
1: smoke was good coming out of his teeth out of his mouth. Yeah, blowhole. it was really water really cool. The up the sound was all it's just a very interesting scene. Yeah.
0: And so then we go through that whole thing where he sneezes and they're on the raft and they're trying to get out and they don't quite make it. And then they get out and then as he's sucking all the water back in, they're kind of getting back into the whale. And so that happens a couple times. Um, And all of the animation with the water and the whale and the way that they did that, I thought was done very well.
1: Monstro crashes their raft. Geppetto seems to just like go on without me yeah geppetto's just like
0: swim to shore pinocchio and just like holds on to this thing we don't see cleo and figaro we're not sure what happened to them they wash up on shore later but uh so pinocchio goes back to save geppetto and now they're swimming geppetto's passed out and pinocchio is trying to swim to shore And he sees this little hole in these rocks that he can swim through and then the water gets up too high from the whale and it comes down just in the amount of time that he can get through and as the whale hits the rocks, I thought that was a cool bit too. It pushes them the rest of the way to shore. So
1: is Monstro dead?
0: I don't know. Does that
1: count as a villain death?
0: I don't know because we don't, he slams into the rocks but he's such an imposing giant force. I, I don't know if we hmm. can officially say he's gone, but uh, but basically, Pinocchio proves he's brave, he's truthful, and he's unselfish well, in this so we, whole act.
1: So we see Geppetto kind of wash up, and then Figaro and Cleo, and they all wake up and they turn around to look at Pinocchio.
0: Oh my that. gosh! Which is another horrifying scene. He is face down. I forgot about that. He's face he's face, face down, down in the water, he's... like a dead man's float, like when you were a kid and you did dead man's float in the pool. Did you ever do that? Explain. Uh, you just act like you're dead but you're floating and you see how long you can hold your breath for.
1: Do you think that's something uh, very specific to New Jersey and the whole,
0: <laughs> I mean, don't I don't think so but maybe I mean, listeners write also, in you and you also, let me know. Did you also
1: play a game called Concrete Shoes? No, no. <laughs> Where you um, but, yourself down No, I thought that was a ball.
0: thing you never did that.
1: <laughs> I, think, I don't remember calling it Dead Man. Oh, okay. Float.
0: Well, he looks like that and but it's very it's, sad. It's
1: not just that I think his arms are like Bent weird which
0: makes sense because he's wood and a puppet but uh so they're very upset and rightfully so yes. that they see what happens to Pinocchio and then do they go home first
1: it cuts to them at home cuts and, to them at home yeah Pinocchio's corpse is laid on the bed like he's dead Geppetto says he's dead it is a corpse we're looking at and yeah it's very it's a lot a
0: waterlogged corpse
1: the blue fairy has a little voiceover about, you were brave, you were truthful. You were all you were, these things. And Pinocchio is brought is made into a real boy, which is a little off-putting. His nose is odd to look at when it's not the pointy nose. The little nose. stub of a nose, I, I, yeah. And it's like, I feel like anytime Pinocchio shows up in any other weird cartoon, like House of Mouse or something or anything, they don't draw him as a real boy. They, they draw him as, him as the puppet.
0: puppet. Uh, but yeah, so he becomes a real boy, and... Everyone's excited, even Figaro. Figaro's kissing the fish and kissing Pinocchio and so excited. And they're all rejoicing and they start the music up uh, like they did in the beginning with the dance scene. And we find out Jiminy Cricket opens the window and sees the star and wants to thank uh, the Blue Fairy. And she gives him his 18-karat gold medal, which he had asked for uh, if Pinocchio was to become he a real badge. boy. He wanted a badge, He's yeah. He this
1: job come with a badge.
0: yeah. Uh, so that, I do a pretty good Jiminy cricket. You do. <laughs> so that essentially in a nutshell is Pinocchio.
1: It's funny you mentioned nuts because one of the questions I had while watching this was where does the name Pinocchio come from? Like it's not a name you know it's not an Italian boy's name. Excuse me you hear otherwise I had no idea what to say and we were talking about this like before this movie came out if like now if you see the word Pinocchio you know it's pronounced. Pinocchio, but you show that to an American audience in 1940, they're probably like, Pinocchio! Yeah, like, I'm not
0: sure how I would say it if I saw it, and I'm the queen of mispronouncing stuff.
1: But I wondered where it comes from. It's from pine. It's from the, mm. the, the Italian from pine, so like pine nut or pine Oh, Blood interesting. Or whatever. And there's a, there's a, I think the blue fairy says something was like, little boy made of pine, or mm. something like that. The other thing I looked up, which has nothing to do with any of this, but just just so you know, the stromboli is a uh, meat turnover oh, similar to a calzone, which yes. was uh, supposedly invented by Italian-Americans in Philadelphia. So just a little, next time we or you are in Philadelphia, maybe order yourself a little stromboli. Sounds good. All right, here we go with our
0: questions. Yes.
1: So first off, did you like it?
0: It's hard for me to answer yes or no. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I think I'm somewhere in between because there are lovable characters in Mm -hmm. it. So I don't want to write it off completely. And the animation, there were lots of things I enjoyed about it, but I did not come away with it in the same feeling I did from Snow White. Well, So
1: here's the question. Would you give it a platinum edition or would you lock it away in the vault?
0: It's a really tough question for me. What would you do?
1: I'd give it a platinum edition. I thought it was technically, I thought there are definitely parts of it that do not hold up and we'll get to that in a little bit. And there are parts that are terrifying. But I, think I think there's a, a lot
0: of good and I do think there are a lot of lessons like I think the lying and the way that she does the imagery with that with his nose and I yeah I think it also was a triumph in a lot of ways for the company and for animation in general so it's hard for me to say go lock it in the vault there were just some parts that I, I didn't care for I
1: wouldn't suggest throwing this on and just let your kid watch it while you're Cooking or,
0: else.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that I also enjoyed, I think the Disney style came together better in this one than it did the other ones. The kind of uh, rotoscoping or, or more real animation just doesn't do it for me. And I, I think they did a lot of that in Snow White while they were figuring it out. But what was more interesting to me were the dwarfs and the hag. This was all the characters were very cartoony, and I liked that a lot better. Cartoony while still some of them looking...
0: I guess stylistic. stylistic. It becomes yeah. what folks know yeah. as Disney. It's
1: like that I thought of if you have one point, that's just a point. It can go in any direction, but the second point is what create, creates a line and creates a direction, and that's what Pinocchio felt like for me. Of like, well, this is what we do with Snow White, and then the the second movie is this is what we've decided to carry through, mm-hmm. and I liked what they carried through. Yeah. Um, does it hold up? So let's talk about female character agency.
0: I mean, like we said earlier, there really wasn't one but the Blue Fairy, so... Right.
1: Uh, drinking and smoking. Oh, there
0: was tons of smoking, a little bit of drinking, but...
1: There was a lot of drinking for a Disney movie. For a Disney like-
0: movie, yes, but I'm saying it wasn't... The smoking was throughout the entire oh film. Oh my goodness. But There's especially so on Pleasure much cigar Island. There smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: ethnic representation, the only one... How do you think they handled... I I think, I think
0: so- Geppetto was fine as an Italian... Well, yeah, but... What Puppetier. about Stromboli? Stromboli, I think, yeah, was was uh, stereotyped a bit. Oh.
1: <laughs> and then um, the Native American.
0: Yeah, and that was brief. It was quick, yeah. but yeah, it was there.
1: Uh, okay. How was the villain?
0: So this was interesting to me because, there, like you said, there were more bad guys than good. And I think for me, I liked Honest John the best mm-hmm. because there was humor to him. And I was interested in him and Gideon. I'm not interested in the coachman. I never want to see the coachman again. (laughs) The coachman was was, no thank you. Stromboli, I actually I don't want to say I could take or leave Stromboli because I think he had some good bits, but it also had some of the horrifying pieces that I didn't care for. But that's not a villain. villain. Uh, But I just think I gravitated more to Honest John and Gideon. Gideon, and they were reminiscent of Robin Hood me. Yeah So Um
1: I thought Monstro was great. Like I yeah, thought Monstro I, was very scary but more as like a I mean not to draw parallels, but like Jaws. It was like the shark from Jaws. Yes. Sidekicks. So
0: Look, Jiminy I, Cricket we, was fantastic. Jiminy he Cricket. was wonderful. He was a delight.
1: I also found myself very much enjoying Figaro. I think I turned to you at one point and said, if we ever get a cat, we're going to name it Figaro. Figaro and Cleo
0: had some cute little yes. the I fish. Like,
1: I like her little thing with her tail where she's like, yeah, uh
0: huh.
1: How was the princess? I guess the princess in this case is Pinocchio.
0: Pinocchio was wonderful. Like we said, he was very delightful and charming, and he was naive, but in a way that it was like it was. It was child wonder, a lot of it. It was... He's never explored the world. He's never, you know, had any experiences, so...
1: We have How Is The Prince is the next one. We don't really have a love interest in this one, so we're going to skip that. No, yeah, we can skip that. What was your favorite musical number? Oh,
0: man. Let me look back. (laughs) I Uh, liked... uh,
1: I like I Got No Strings. I think that's
0: my... I think I Got No Strings. I liked a lot. And I liked When He's Dancing with him as a puppet mm-hmm. i like not that that little was wooden head. little wooden head but i got no strings i think and actor's life for me so i always am going to have a hard yeah. time picking one song i apologize for that terry's
1: but, favorite songs are the songs
0: are all of them <laughs> um no but those yeah i do like those
1: Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Our next movie is going to be Fantasia, two hours long. And
0: we may have a special guest, but uh, nothing is concrete, so we'll keep you posted. Yep, so tune in, but uh, thanks for listening. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries.
1: If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com.
0: Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at trpdiaries.
1: Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries.
0: Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more.
1: Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review.
0: Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. ¶¶